Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Karens. I'm a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week I've learned in the hobby. You can find me on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons and on YouTube on the Sports Card Lessons YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and definitely leave some feedback. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? I want to thank Craig and Carmine from Crosstown Cardboard Podcast for being on the show uh, Thursday. It was a great interview. Uh, even even after we started recording at 10.30 p.m. here Eastern Time, uh, the energy level was still great. Uh, and if you missed it, recommend definitely going back and give it a listen. It was a, a really good time. Uh, I am also excited to announce Thursday, uh, John Newman from Sports Card Nation podcast uh, will be on the pod. Uh, definitely a great conversation. Uh, you don't want to miss that either. So here in the Northeast, uh, we've had some uh, crazy weather. Yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, we wake up to 25 below zero. Uh, and today... By noon today, it's like 48 degrees. People are out golfing. Um, just crazy weather. So being uh, being so cold, knew the, this uh, day, that day yesterday, Saturday was going to be so cold. Uh, I planned on hitting uh, a local card show. So uh, this weekend, I went to walk uh, a local show here in Connecticut with my good friend, Rob Gerard, sports card therapist. Um we both left the show with big car with, with a big card each. And if it wasn't for proper pre preparation, neither of us would have landed a big card. So today's episode is preparing for big deals at card shows. I talk about how much preparation goes into setting up as a dealer for a card show, but believe it or not, there is just as much preparation to attend a show. Uh, so last week, last Monday, I decided uh, I was going to do the Enfield Connecticut show. Uh, shout out to my guy, Alex, at Ideal Cards. He puts on a great show up there the first Saturday of every month. Uh, so talking to my guy, Rob, I said, hey, I'm going to hit this show. If you're interested, let me know. We can do it together. Um, by Wednesday, he was in. And uh, we had already made a plan to meet up and drive together. So for me, I mean, this is where the pre-gaming begins. Probably by Wednesday, um, I have to start preparing to go walk a show. I always talk about know the show. And the last two times I went to this show, I bought a higher-end hockey card. Both, Actually, I should more than that. It was more than... Two, I think I've purchased three, uh, all Ovechkins, uh, and some pop culture cards. I'll get up there too. Those are, 
kind of me knowing the show, that's kind of what I find there. There'll be there. There's lots of stuff up there. Um, and right now people are pulling away from football and um, there's a lot of modern hockey. There's a lot of vintage hockey. There's a lot of vintage, you know, baseball, football, hockey. Um, you know, it's a good variety up there. But what I'm looking for um Whenever I go to these shows, I'm either looking for my own PC or I'm always looking months in advance for something to put in my case. Um, and you know what? I don't need to explain that. That makes so much sense, right? You know, it, I, you can't be in the middle of the season and buying something to put in your case because you're buying it at top dollar and the margins are so low. So um, anything that I would be buying now to put in my case would probably be... Uh, April, May, June type of thing to put in the case. And there's really nothing out right now that, um, except for pop culture cards that I would really be looking for. So this trip to this show, if I did see something, I would buy it for my case, but mostly it was for me. You know, I was planning to add to my own PC. Uh, so it's time to get ready for the show, right? First order of business is to, to prepare my cards. In my case, uh, I don't want to go to a show carrying all my cards because I don't need to do that, especially when I have enough cards to fill up two showcases uh, on a table. I, I don't need to carry all those those cards with me. You know, if you're just going to attend a show, you may not have all these cards. But for me, I'm going to start taking cards out. Another thing that that case gets heavy. I start walking around with this case all day, you know, no one is going to be interested in buying some of the cards I have in there, like tennis. And, um, I probably have a lot of football in there that I I'm taking out now. So I, I've just taken out of there, uh, that either, either one, nobody's going to be interested in or two, or actually it should be three things Two, I don't want to carry around or three, um, you know, I wouldn't mind selling them, but comps may be down right now. And it's just going to be something that I'm just going to put aside and, you know, wait for whatever season those cards are in to bounce back and then pull them back out again. Um, so I'm removing cards, you know, from the case, lightening up the load. Uh, next, I have to price the cards. So when I'm pricing as a dealer, I'm always, you know, and and we all know this and I call it the dance, right? 10%, you're adding something if a card comps at $200, right? You're, what are we doing? We're putting 220, 225 in our case, right? Because, you know, nobody's going to come up and say, oh, yeah, that card's just a great price. Let me give it. If I price that card at $200, everybody's going to want it at $180 or $175 or whatever. So, you know, just, just, I price it according to the industry standards, I'm going to say. You know, you add a little bit more on, gives you a little negotiating room, and then you work from there. So I have to reprice all my cards because now I'm on the other side of a table and I'm not going to go in with my prices at 10 or 15% over comps. I'm going to price my cards exactly at comps. So that, that too um, helps me decide what's going to be in my case. Right. So there may be some cards that um, at comps or the comp is less than I purchased that card for. And maybe I don't want to move it at that. Maybe I think there's great value in this card. And at the right time of year, this card could sell, you know, over the present comp. So another card, 
some of them I'll remove. Some of them, if I think they're decent cards, I could put in because I may be trading for somebody else's card that their comps are down to. But for the most part, you know, I have to price everything I'm willing to move at comps uh, when I go to a show. Um, and it's interesting because as I was putting this together today, I had this thought and, and one of my things, and, and I know people do shows on, you know, etiquette and going to the shows and things like that. And I'm sure I could do a whole show on that too. Um, but as a dealer, I never understood why people would show up, you know, with fresh price tags on their cards, you know, and say, Hey, are you buying and hand me these cards? And there were way over comps. And then I would start looking at it and, and they would say, oh, I think, I think they might be priced a little high. <laughs> you think? I mean, they're like 30, 40, 50% over comps. I mean, I haven't even started looking yet. But, you know, th that that turns into a whole other conversation, right, of your comps are way too high. So this card, now I have to look up and, you know, I have to take the time and start showing people, well, this card sold. And may maybe some people... You know, they put one sticker on there and then they never take another sticker off. Um, but I think it's time consuming. You know, if, if a dealer on one side has to pull up comps and then I have to show you, well, the last comp was this and the, and this sold at that. So I would have to be at this price, that type of thing. Like if these are your cards, you should know what the prices are. That's just my thought. So on the other side, being respectful of the dealers, I'm going to have the correct prices, the correct, the most current comps. And I, and the comping part of this, the prices are literally the night before. So if I'm going somewhere on a Saturday, I'm going to comp, I'm going to put these prices, literally put these prices on these cards Friday night, uh, as I'm getting ready, um, for the show. And they're all going to be the current comps. And I just talked about having a full case. So that takes a good amount of time to do that on a Friday night to price all my cards. Um, I know the dealers appreciate it because me as a dealer, I appreciate that. And I know when I show up to a show, I don't even have to pull my phone. Out. I don't have to do that whole part of the dance. I, I, I just pull it out and I put it down. And of course I respect them. I understand that they have to look up some things. Um, but I'll say to them right now, I just priced these last night and I, and most of them, Word for word, I can tell them, oh, this where there were two eBay sales on this one for this one for that. That's that's how I got to this price. And then they're going to pull up the same thing. So after two or three cards, what are they going to say? They're going to be like, yeah, this guy's spot on. I mean, now, now we can just start going through the cards. We can negotiate. And then at the end, when we kind of have a deal together, if you want to look quickly on one comp or another, that's fine. And I like that as a dealer. So I try to be that guy on the other side of the table. Uh, I know what cards are hot right now. I know what cards will move the most. I know what prices are up. Um, and for me, it's a, you know, it's the same thing. There's certain cards that I'd like to sell, like I'd like to move. So if I'm putting a current comp, say I'm into a card and I'm just going to give you some, for instances, I'm into a card for $150 that I purchased it. Well, the current comp now is 250 or 275 or, or 240 right? I'm happy putting the current comp on that and say, okay, let's, you know, you want to buy, you want to buy it at the current comp. That's fine. I'd even just sell you the card at the current comp, but I'm not that guy that shows up to a show to say, buy my card. I would rather just use my cards as leverage 
to to move into another card. I'm not. I don't think I've ever gone to a show. And in fact, I can say with certainty, I've never gone to a show and said, "Would you like to buy any of these cards from me?" I've never done that. That's that's what my shows are for. That's what me setting up a dealer. That's what I'm I'm doing. So when I go to a show of cards, it's usually to make a deal, a trade up, to you know, just getting to something else I want or put something you know, in my PCs to add something to my PC. Uh, and I'm bringing these cards too that I know I have good margin in, right? Because it's just creating capital. It's creating opportunities for me to get into something a little bit better without actually selling it. So I'm setting up at shows. You know, I've got, I can make some decent money on this card and I've put it, you know, over little, slightly over comps. I'm willing to move it at comps and I know I'm going to get a profit, but I haven't sold the card yet, right? The card hasn't sold or possibly like right now I have no show and now we know Hertz and Mahomes is going to the Super Bowl. So I, you know, if you've kept up with the podcast, you know, I have a, you know, a PSA nine Hertz red wave number to 149. Right, which is a card that I would like to move by the Super Bowl. I have a bunch of Patrick Mahomes rookie cards that some I would like to move before the Super Bowl because now is the t- the time is right. It's just creating opportunity. Uh, I also had some basketball cards in my case uh, that I talked about picking up for like 50 at 50% comps on these cards, maybe less. I'm not even sure they were, they were cards that they were just thrown in as part of a, another deal, uh, to get a deal done. And, uh, I took them, but I'm not a big basketball guy. And I've talked about this and I put these cards in my case and, um, the last couple of shows on these basketball cards as I put them right at comps, whatever the, the, the last, couple comps are if it was like 190 200 205 i've put them in there at like 180 or 185 where people will be like oh that's a really good price but nobody ever buys the card so i'm literally only have three or four basketball cards in my case i'd rather just move them out and make room for stuff that i want to put there that i can talk about that that, that i do know um so these to me are great cards to take to a show and try to trade up. And it seems like all my last kind of big deals, bigger cards I've gotten, there've always been some of these basketball cards included. So, so whenever I get a chance now to, to pick up basketball, even though I don't like to have them in my case, I'm always picking them up because it seems like it always kind of, kind, kind of sweetens the pot a little uh, and gets people interested or excited to make a deal. You know, so in my case, when I'm getting ready, I get a mix of maybe something that's hot, something that I've got good margin on, and I kind of put them together in the front of my case. I can easily just grab them, and and um, I'm going to say this is an important note here. I think control your case, and I'll say it again: control your case. Separate the cards to easily identify the cards that you you could just grab and take out, right, to start negotiating. For me, when I'm on the other side of the table, no one needs to know really what I've got in my case. You don't, I, you'll never see me take my case and f- hand it to somebody and say, go ahead, you can paw through my whole case. They don't need, nobody needs to know everything I've got in my case because I've got cards in that case that are go from $5 
to $5,000, right? And there's a lot of cards in there. I'm just not interested in moving. But if a good trade opportunity or a much bigger card that I really would like to jump jump on, I've got the ammunition there that I can pull out. But nobody really needs to go through. Um, and it keeps me in control, too. And I'm just going to give you a for instance. You know, so if I show up and I've got, say, some... Uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes rookie optic PSA 10 and uh, uh, optic pink PSA 10, right? These aren't generally cards that I want to do something in a trade with. I don't want to be trading these cards because there's good cash value on these cards, right? So, but if say if I had a Mahomes, um, like an optic PSA nine or a red yellow PSA nine and a couple other cards that I'm willing to move and we, and the, and the price is coming close, we could make a deal. And the dealer on the other side knows this is what I'm offering. So if he's interested, he's going to make that deal. But if I hand him my case, he goes through and finds those PSA tens. Those are what he's going to want. I mean, those are what I'm going to want. Right? So all of a sudden, I'll start saying, well, what about the red, yellow PSA nine? No, you know, that card. who's going to want that card, right? I really like that PSA 10 instead. So all of a sudden I could, I could, you know, defeat my whole purpose of, of making a trade by showing somebody all my ammunition and all they want is all the bigger stuff and nobody wants the smaller stuff. And this, and we all know the smaller stuff is the stuff we want to trade up, right? That's the stuff we want to put out there. Stuff that me as a dealer that I've been putting in my case and they really haven't sold, um, that if I could get somebody else excited about it, give it to them and let them go as another dealer. Maybe they're excited. Maybe they're like, Oh, I got a guy. I could sell this to so-and-so or I'm going to this show and I know I'll sell that card. Right. Sometimes it's just the exposure of where you're selling that card. I do the same shows all the time. We talked about this. You know, I list out all my last shows and these Connecticut shows that I do. People know me. They know my case. The same people come to all the shows and they've seen these cards before. So if they haven't purchased them before, they're probably not purchasing them now. Uh, so control your case. Helps you stay in control of the negotiation. Doesn't mean you don't have to. You, there's a card that you really, really want, right? Um, you can pull it out. You can always go to some some bigger cards, like I call it, some 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 heavy artillery, right? You 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 can always do that. But if that's already out there to begin with, then you may not be able to get back to the cards that you really want to move. Uh, second order of business come with cash. Very important. As, as an attendee and as a dealer, I'm going to tell you it's very important. Cash is king. Every dealer will tell you cash is king. And every dealer is going to tell you Venmo and pay, PayPal, they are not cash. They are electronic. There is records and, and coming and going with that money. You show up at cash, cash is king. So much easier and I'm going to tell you this right now, it's so much easier to get a deal done with cash. Ever since I came back into this hobby and I started walking shows and I started setting up at shows, I, I will tell you right now, more deals get done because there, there was cash involved than somebody saying, oh, well, you, you know, $100 or $200, can I Venmo or PayPal you? And some people are just like, no, 
No. And then people will walk up to the table. I've been on that side of the table and say, oh, we could do this and this cash, cash, right? Cash. And I'll say, yep, cash. Then they pull their phone out. Do you have PayPal? No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. That's not cash. PayPal and Venmo are not cash. Cash is cash. And it's king. And it's very important if you're showing up and you want to start trading and you want to start making deals. I'm telling you right now, it's very important to be prepared. Bring some cash with you. Third order of business. Know the show. Know the dealers. I mean, this works especially well for me because I set up at the show. So I know a lot of the dealers and I walk the local shows. So I've I've made deals with these guys. I know these guys. I know where these guys go. I know what shows they do. And, and I'm going to, you know, just kind of talk about this deal to, that I did this weekend. But um, my guy, Ryan, uh, on Instagram at Warchief Cards, who I purchased uh, the other Ovechkin cards from at this show. I mean, we have conversation all the time. I know he travels. He talks about it. Uh, he travels to the Burbank show. And I know the Burbank show is coming up this weekend. Um, the last deal I did with him, um, we did at Springfield. Uh, and we were both set up there. And he told me, hey, next weekend I'm going to Dallas. And he, and we got to talking. And I was always, and I love his, I love his hockey cards. I'm always checking out his hockey cards. Uh, so we got into a conversation and he said, man, nah. he said, I don't take much hockey to Dallas or Burbank because the cards really don't sell that well. And I'm traveling and I, I don't, I don't have, I mean, I can't carry all my cards. So I bring what I feel is going to sell, sell the best. Um, so, so back at the, uh, you know, back in Springfield, I traded him a higher end Josh Allen card, uh, and some cash for that Ovechkin, the PMG red to 99, which is right. If you're watching, it's part of my background. Love that card. Um, and I would probably say with a high level of competence, uh, he moved that Josh Allen in Dallas. I mean, I haven't seen that card back in his case, so I'm sure he's moved that card. Um, and he knows his shows. He knows what, when he's going to the, the shows, he knows those shows. I haven't been to those shows yet. So he knows those shows. So he knows what's important for him to have to take in his case to be successful at these other shows. So knowing all this, you know, when I got to the show, I walked up to his table with a plan. Like I, I, I'm attending a show. I've created a plan. Like I, I've, I've done all this before I've even gotten to the show. But I asked him, hey, man, you getting ready for Burbank next weekend? Yep, yep, absolutely. I'm all excited. What are you looking to bring? Because he has fire, absolute higher end low pop, great hockey cards in there. I'd be interested in any single one of those cards he's got in that case. His answer, Mahomes, Hurts, and basketball. To me, dear diary, jackpot, right? Because I'm sitting on a Hurts rookie. I'm sitting on a handful of Mahomes rookies, all graded. And I'm, and I'm sitting on basketball that I can't sell at shows. It just for whatever reason it is, I can't sell basketball cards at shows. Um, and I've sold basketball or traded basketball cards to other people who have sold those cards right away. And, and I think people just know 
other people who sell basketball and they go to them looking for a deal where they know I usually don't have much basketball. So maybe those people just pass by my case and never actually see the basketball in there forever for, for whatever reason, you know, now I'm excited because now we can start working on a deal. So I said, Hey, there is an Ovechkin in there. I like, let's make a deal. Um, I took the cards out of my case that he told me he was interested in, right? And we were able to make a deal with a Mahomes rookie card, two of the basketball cards, and $100 cash, right? You hear that on the end? $100 cash was probably the most important part. The most important part of the whole deal was that cash. Because without that cash, that deal may not never have gotten done, or I may have had to reach into my case and now given up money um, to get that deal to get done. Because we negotiated the most current comps on both sides, it was it, it was literally a win-win, I'm sure, because I wasn't into those cards for the full comps, and I'm sure he wasn't into that card for a full comp. Uh, shout out to him. For another easy deal, another great card from IPC. And again, if you're watching, uh, this is a 2014-15 OPG Platinum Seismic Gold, number to 50, BGS9. And I'm just going to hold that up there. Another beautiful card to add to my Ovechkin PC. And the best part of that deal is we both walked away happy. I mean, literally, we both walked away happy. We both got exactly what he wanted. We wanted. He got cards. He could take the Burbank and probably and we'll probably move all three of those cards. And I got rid of three cards that I had trouble moving. And I got to add another great card to my PC. Um, talking to Rob, uh, he has made, and this is part of the, the pregame and preparation, He's made deals with a guy at this show as well. A certain vendor that that deals with vintage, and Rob's really into vintage. Um, and this dealer only takes vintage as trade. Uh, and this dealer had a card that I was interested in that, and I knew the dealer was talking about. And I talked to this dealer, and he said to me, "No, nope. he said I, I will. I'll only take vintage and then trade, you know, or or cash. That's it. That's that's." The only way I'm moving cards, right? But this is a dealer that Rob knew he had purchased from before. He brought uh, additional vintage cards and cash, and he made a pretty big deal too. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil his thunder. Uh, I'm sure he will talk about it this week on his pod. Um, so tune in, Sports Card Therapist, if you want to hear about his deal. Um, but we both went to this show prepared. Uh, we did a, we did a po post game on the way home in the car. Um, and I started thinking how much preparation went into getting ready just to go walk a local show. And I've been doing this all before, but I never really put much thought into it because when I go anywhere, I just want to be prepared. Uh, and, and I've been to shows. I've been completely unprepared. That's why I keep going to shows. I keep learning. I keep figuring little things out, you know, and, and, and hopefully it's little lessons that I'm throwing out to you guys that make sense. And it helps you be more successful, you know, to go to, uh, to go to a card show. Uh, so, I mean, I, and I've got my little notes here. 
have a plan, prepare your case and your cards. Um, knowing your case, where your cards are, bury your, your heavy artillery in the back, put the cards you want to move up front, price all your cards at current comp. Now, if you want more than, than comps on the cards, then I would say just leave them in the case or leave them at home. Um, because, you know, I've been doing this a long time and very rarely dealers are going to pay you over comps or going to give you credit over comps on any card. Um, so definitely just be prepared, prepare your case, prepare your cards, uh, know the show, know the show you're going to what's what. And when I say know the show, you know, the same show could be different throughout the year, right? So you go to a show, uh, in the fall, it could be just a ton of football and stuff like that. But now you're going to, they're going to have the same show in the spring. So what's it going to be now? Is it going to be baseball? Is it going to be, uh, I have basketball seasons over yet. So it'd be probably heavier baseball, maybe pop century, a lot of vintage, right? So just know the show you're going, going to and be prepared, you know, say like, if I want to add a certain, you know, something to my PC, Prepare your cards that you're willing to move and then go look for that card. That's kind of the best part of going to these shows, right? Going and looking for, you know, uh, a nice, great card to add to your PC. Uh, knowing the dealers really helps uh, if you've bought from dealers before. And I always say have conversation with them. Let them get to know you. I love when people, I make a deal with people. And we have a great conversation and they leave. And I see them at another show. They come back. We have another, whether they buy from me or not. Now we're having a conversation every time I see them at a show. Uh, and sometimes you get to know certain people as a dealer that buy certain things. They're always looking for certain types of cards. And if I could find them out, you know, at, before the show, if I find them throughout the year somewhere, I may take these cards and and then when they come around, I'll be like, hey, look what I got. Look what I got here. And probably if I don't sell it before them, this person may buy it. Um, and doing all this will just help you negotiate a lot better. People always talk about, oh, the art of negotiation, doing this and doing that. It's really easy if you've got people on both sides of the table that are willing to be um, as fair as possible. It could be very easy. The negotiation does not have to be hard. If you're pulling your cards out at comps and they're pulling their cards out and everything equals up and the dealer may say, I could do it with $100 cash. And if you say, oh, no, because we're doing, well, that's your prerogative, right? You could say yes or no. But I think once we make a deal with a dealer, um, regardless of how the first one goes, the second one is always much easier. And the third is all, you know, Go, moving down because now, you know, we've already, already created uh, a rapport and we know what we're willing and what we're not willing to do. Um, so the negotiating um, gets easier. It's very easy if you prepare properly and it makes for a great show experience. Um, I had one other pickup at the show. It was a 2012 Game of Thrones, Jon Snow, Season one, PSA nine. And uh, I love these Game of Thrones cards. Um, very expensive. <laughs> I would love to PC some. I love that show. In fact, I'm back watching it, watching that show again, um, watching 
from the from the very beginning and uh i've looked at these some of these uh auto cards it's crazy expensive that someday i'll add a few i'll add a few to the collection uh upcoming shows uh i am doing the last show the garden state trading show uh la quinta inn and suites in secaucus new jersey that is february 18th so that's getting a little closer now about 13 days away um the ec3 at mohegan sun looking forward to that february 25th and 26th uh a last show uh two of them at hilton hasbrook heights new jersey uh, march 4th and march 8th um, I talked about trying to attend the Dallas show next month. I am not going to attend that show. Um, I think I am going to attend the Philly show next month and um, working on arrangements to do the Toronto Expo in April. So that's all I have for you guys right now. Uh, remember Thursday, John Newman interview, and uh, we'll see you then. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. <laughs>